This is exclusive coverage of CPAC 2023 from Washington, D.C. Brought to you by the Spirit of Virginia. Spiritofvirginia.org. On Seville 1075 and 1260 WCHV. Now, from National Harbor, it's Joe Thomas in the morning. And as the man said on Radio Row here, 434-964-1075 is our uh, phone number. You can call us and get us on with you, uh, just uh, just like Joe called at the end of our visit with Eddie Garcia for U.S. Senate. You can also email to joe at wchv.com like this one from Martina who said, Joe, I tuned into the board of, I went to the board of supervisors meeting when it became clear that I could not watch it online. First off, what's up with that? How come the city seems to be able to get their online stream? Is it because the taxes are higher there? I, I don't know. I got an announcement like right before the, uh, the, 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 closed session of the board of supervisors saying the stream was down, uh, and that, you, you know, in person was always available. Um, but uh, Martina has a question, though, beyond that. She said, I was curious about the budget, the half-billion-dollar budget, as you point out. But then I find out that half the meeting is all these people yelling about the SPCA. What, what am I missing? Why is this SPCA such a big issue? They say it was a hostile work environment. What was so hostile about working at the SPCA? I haven't heard much specifics in that. Well, uh, Martina, you know, here's here's the specifics as I have them for you. Uh, the the complaints seem to come in from uh, remember remember when the hurricane was devastating uh, the Gulf last year, and all those Houston area shelters were sending uh, dogs and cats north to get away from the devastation of the hurricanes. Well, <laughs> they, the folks at the Charlottesville Albemarle SPCA, the uh, folks who are protesting uh, Angie Gunter's leadership, say that uh, she she apparently was letting too many of those dogs and cats in and that uh, she didn't consider the workplace. She was apparently just letting all the dogs and cats in uh, because they didn't you know they were fleeing a uh, hurricane area. That's that's the story as the activists have told it. Uh, so I'm, I, I hope I'm not misquoting them, Martina. I hope that uh, explains it son, some. Uh, my other question, of course, is how does a half a billion dollar budget get passed as a conservative budget because they didn't raise uh, the tax rate there? Uh, Joel is on the line, I think, at 434-964-1075. Am I correct, sir? That's correct. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Joel. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Just have a question. Um Thanks for taking my text earlier. Uh, what are we going to do about our drug manufacturing as far as, like, antibiotics and antivirals um, that need to be manufactured here instead of in China? And most of the antibiotics used are used on animals for uh, raising, you know, farm animals and things like that, the majority antibiotics. But mm-hmm. we're, we're supplied by China. and so yeah absolutely true and this is a big part of the supply chain uh when the when the woo flu shut everything down all of a sudden you know you notice those things became in uh tight supply uh as well it, it is the the globalists the watsis will tell you that uh, a, a, an interconnected world is a safe and peaceful world has that uh, borne out in your view joel 
I, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying, what we're describing, but is there anybody there that, that you can, you know, that since you're in that environment of um, conservative uh, movement and politicians, is there anybody there that you think that could say, how can we like, a plan to bring things back to from China to the United States? Well, I think in abstract, we've hit this a couple of times. We were talking with the uh, fellow, the, uh, the bio-defense doctor earlier, and, and we were talking about some of the things that you know, we outsource. We talk about how you know, the gain-of-function research got offshored to China because we didn't right. want to do it. Uh, what, what we right. have to grapple, and, and uh, you know, there are economists, you know, hot and cold running economists here. Gosh, I could, you know, <laughs> you, you can't swing your arm around without smacking an economist somewhere. It's, it's conservative. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're right. either we're, we're either professional economists or arm, armchair economists, um, but right. the, the the issue is the cost of making stuff, and it, it's not any different in the pharmaceutical industry as it is uh, in you know, tool and die or uh, light engine building or boat manufacturing or, or house building. It is what is the cost of the product based on raw materials and labor. And that's the the third rail, all these people. Dr. Ron Paul was the only person that I heard actually honestly, you know, uh, go after this in a presidential race, which was, you know, in an attempt to say, hang on a second, you can't just vilify people for manufacturing in China until you realize what the cost of onshoring that is going to be. So, you know, remember, Joe Biden and his union buddies want prevailing wage on everything the U.S. government does. That's why they want to nationalize all these industries. They want to nationalize these industries so that the workforce right. at them can be paid prevailing wage, which is even higher than their flailing union wages. Even after two years of, of Joe Biden, we've watched union membership continue to decline through the first two years of Biden's presidency. Uh, so even with leftists in power... In, in both houses, union, union membership failed and flailed. Uh, but, but what we have to do is grasp that if, if you onshore a pharmaceutical and you're going to pay somebody more than the, you know, five cents an hour or whatever, uh, the slave labor in Wuhan is paid to make their stuff, that's going to come at a higher price here, and that's what we have to manage. We have to manage our labor laws. We have to look at a marketplace because uh, it, it, there are restaurants that want to charge $15 for a cheeseburger, but they realize that their customers aren't going to pay them $15 for a cheeseburger. That's economic pressure. So, uh, you know, when Tim Kaine says he wants price controls over insulin, well, that's all well and good, but that's pandering. Uh, that's that's not an answer because if you price control it, then you're just going to cost quality, you're going to cost quantity, and you're going to cost workforce because a lot of people who make it are going to leave the marketplace. We've seen this time and time again when price controls are enacted. Uh, it actually does worse things to the economy. But I'll go I'll go find some economists uh, to see if, I, if I'm making any sense at all. I know they teach economics uh, at, at uh, there's a college in town. I forget its name, but I know they teach economics, and a lot of the folks who teach it listen. So if I'm nuts, and if I'm, if I'm talking out 
any of my orifices uh, in my conversation about the the reality of onshoring and, and labor costs, um, call me at 434-964-1075. But, but making pharmaceuticals in this country is no different than making uh, automobiles in this country. What what is it worth paying for uh, to make sure an American who's pay, being paid way more than a Wuhan uh, lab rat is being paid or bat? Um, that's gonna that's gonna hit the price uh, on the shelves, Joel. Well, they're not they're not complaining about the uh, fentanyl issue. I mean, as yeah. far as uh, the other side. Well, you see what happens when you when you have off book employees working. See, the people who are making the fentanyl aren't getting paid prevailing wage. <laughs> Only by the cartel. Yeah, you know, and they, and you see what happens to them when when they you know fall astray of their quota. Um, but uh, you know, it's a thoughtful question. I don't disagree with it being an important part of our discussion. But uh, right. I will I will uh, let me look at my schedule here of people that we've got uh, econ- economist economist. I get Jace Deaton, uh, Fred <laughs> Lucas coming up. Um, yeah. Uh, so you know, we've got some people with some economics yeah. uh, in there. Uh, Rob Smith, Cully Stimson is uh, very good uh, in that as well. So you know, we've got a, we've got a few folks with some economics in their background. Uh, so I'll uh, I'll get into that with them as well. All right. All right. Thank you for taking my question. You have a great day. I always do. Thank you, Joel. Four three four nine six four one zero seven five. Emails come into Joe at wchv dot com. Live from CPAC. Brought to you by the Virginia, uh, you know, the spirit of Virginia. Need to know what game is on tonight? A shot, he scores! Pitch, swing and a line drive deep down. Check out the full Seville Sports Schedule online at WCHV.com. All due respect to Mr. Garcia, he completely dodged the question of what do you do with the folks who have already come across the border. Uh, that's why I ask him. I, I, I'm, I'm not here to say, you're lying. Or it's Ask the question. Get the answer out there. Uh, if you don't like the answer, we'll ask Jonathan E. Mort as well the same questions. Um, and so you can judge for yourself uh, there. But it, it is the existential you know, uh, camel in the tent now. What what happens next? Uh, and, and the leftists want us there. Uh, we've got uh, calls coming in at 434-964-1075. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Joe. It's AJ. Hey, AJ. How you doing, my friend? Uh, just working, man. Working. I hear but, you. But uh, calling on, like, like what Joel was saying about the manufacturing coming back to the United States, especially on products that, you know, like um, penicillin, you know, antibiotics, stuff like that. You know, I, I don't hear people talking anymore. You know, Trump started cutting a lot of the corporate taxes, and a lot of these factories and stuff, they started moving back to the United States. So I don't, I don't understand. That's one of the things that he was doing that was really helping jobs in this country. You know, a product has to be made in China. It's still getting slave labor, but it has to be shipped over here. You know, that's a great cost, too. And I just don't see why you can't start at the tax rate level, start at uh, some of the fees that these companies are having to pay, mm-hmm. and starting to, you know, put it under, like, a, a label that is for national security. If you're a pharmaceutical company that's got, you know, a... a antibiotics being manufactured over there why can't we put them under some like hey national security label and we'll cut their taxes not subsidize them but just you know cut their cost a whole lot 
Well, and taxation in general is a, is is a back a backdoor way of of creating subsidy. So you know, first we punish you, and then say, well, if you do what we want, we won't punish you so much. And and so uh, you know, this has always been the issue with the tax code because you and I don't pay the taxes. The workforce pays the taxes and fewer job opportunities, and the customer pays what remains in taxes and higher costs. Uh, it, corporations never pay those taxes. That's why. Uh, the Virginia General Assembly and their demagoguery over uh, the uh, Youngkin's tax plan. Oh, he wants to cut taxes for the rich. When Joe Biden says nobody under $400,000 is going to pay taxes, what he means is small business owners who are LLCs who are paying their taxes through their own uh, individual returns, the moms and the pops, AJ's, uh, AJ, the 499 business owners. These, these folks are the ones who are going to get hit by all of this higher tax uh, because they want to nationalize. They want to push everyone out of a business so then they can say, oops, guess the government's the only answer, uh, and we have to stop it. You're absolutely right in pointing out that uh, when... When you cut taxes and you cut regulation, you grow jobs, jobs come back, and cost of products go down as well. Plus, if we're making the stuff in the United States, we can have a hand in knowing what the cost is rather than some mysterious, oh, well, it's just what uh, Pfizer tells us because their factory is somewhere uh, far overseas. Uh, so all of these things become much more manageable once you know, we onshore these things. But you're right, and, and one of those things that nobody wants to talk about President Trump is the fact that all of these policies uh, that that opened up you know, health care, remember, he's also the guy that signed the right to try legislation, which forced forced the folks uh, to, um, you know, to compete in a world where, you know, they, they, they might not have a guaranteed marketplace. So if you're selling penicillin or, you know, you're selling chemotherapy drugs and, and the president signs the right to try legislation and all of a sudden I can go and, and eat peyote and beat cancer the same way. Well, if I'm making the uh, pharmaceutical, I better lower my cost because peyote costs a lot less. I'm just using that as an example. I'm not even sure uh, that that would work. You see what I'm saying? So, so, so many things President Trump did deregulatorily uh, were good for all of these ills, including the fact that he was not not afraid of calling out China for being the bad actor that they were. Yeah, you know, that's just the way I look at it. Like, there's so many solutions or at least, you know, reasons to look at how we do business in this country to bring people there. What was it, Ireland or whatever? Everybody was moving over there because they uh, put in their corporate um, offices over there and stuff and, and having their countries, you know, their businesses starting out of Ireland, I guess, so they could pay the Irish taxes. And that's what Joe Biden was flipping out about, wanting a world tax where every, yeah. you know, country imposes the same business tax and stuff. I mean, there's lots of, of fees that companies have to pay. Just like when you build a house in Charlottesville, what, you know, like you were saying, was it forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 to even get the first shovel in the ground? Yep. So if you take a business that, that is producing something that this country has to have survive in case of an emergency, and you start cutting those regulations and, and start giving them incentives or tax breaks, I don't like incentives because, it's you know, you just, you pick your winners and your losers, right. but giving them reasons to come back to the United States. I think there's so many things that you can open up and look at that instead of just saying, oh, that's never going to happen, because that's what they did with Donald Trump. Businesses will never come back here. But then it was every other week or every that's month a- or two, you were seeing somebody's opening a plan here, somebody's doing this instead Steel. of Mexico. 
we were making steel again in the United States, AJ. You know, faster than you can say Bethlehem. Um, you know, and, and I've got to run. I'm coming up on the news here, uh, AJ, but so well said, uh, as always. I appreciate it. So you hang in there, right? Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Uh, it, it just joining us, walking by here at CPAC, is uh, Frank Pavone, who, uh, you know, if you've ever seen the, the movie uh, Gods and Demons with Tom Hanks, uh, he has to borrow a, a suit uh, from the Vatican, and he's like, oh, would it bother you that you look good in that, Mr. I forget his name, the character, but you very dapper in a black suit. Thank you. Shirt. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, of course, the Vatican, you know, he probably, for the same reason, says, it's not Father Frank Pavone right now, but... Uh, 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 but uh, priests for life. Uh, can I hang on to you? I am coming Absolutely. up on my news. I would love no to problem. visit with you a little I'd bit when we come back well. from the show. Thank you very much. Priestsforlife.org. He's still there, uh, and it's still his calling, even if uh, they took his collar away from him for now. Uh, Joe Thomas in the morning. Central Virginia's source for full coverage of the 2023 General Assembly. Seville 1075 and 1260 WCHV.